0: The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again. Welcome to another edition of the TOSD Toddcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And we're also simulcasting on BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. And I had to leave Coach on there for an extra second because uh, he was uh, doing a little uh, drumming there along uh, to our theme song. Wow. Okay. Hey, that's good. You got the uh, thing angled so we can't see my face, which is probably not a probably not a hey, bad thing. Well, I don't know. It probably looks just might, I what look just as good you? now. Yeah, that's actually good. <laughs> I looked trying. better with the thing You're in front. Yeah, here. Well, no, I don't know about that. You're this just is just this just is bad. the Toddcast with Coach Q. This is your <laughs> this is your show, and we had almost 130 uh, uh, clicks on the uh, on the Toddcast last week because of uh, you know I would say that's you. So because uh, uh, I don't I, get that many for a regular hey, one.
1: We, we is greater than
0: <laughs> well, there you go, uh, and uh, so of course that's uh, Belmont head football coach Jan Kuman. I am Todd Bolognares. There's my name, and uh, just uh, I actually didn't get to ID myself much last week, so I'm trying to make up for lost time. Uh, we do want to remind all of our listeners and viewers because this is a simulcast. These are interactive shows. We welcome your participation. Uh, we threw out another. I threw another blast out on Friday. If you had questions, I just checked this morning, did not see. Uh, no questions. No questions yet. Well, you know what? They also – I didn't mention we were uh, recording on Sunday now, so maybe the whole s- – that's throwing people off. But, uh, you know we'll
1: – well, I mean, we can, we can say that. <laughs> yeah, we have a poor question. History. So yeah. hopefully people will, people will pick it up a little bit. I
0: don't know if I'm Oh, gonna, hang on. I'm not on right now. You know what? Like, yeah, I'm so that's sorry okay. about that. Well, hopefully we're going to get
1: some questions in there.
0: Okay. We're good to go. You want to say hi again, though? since Hello, uh, everybody. Yeah, that's
1: – It's good to be back.
0: Let's even idea. There you go. <laughs> Belmont <laughs> Head Football Coach Jan Kuman. You know, I was – you know, just when I think I've mastered this whole simulcasting thing, you know, all I had to do, I-
1: to be fair, you got a lot of things going on. You got to manage the camera switches, you got the recorder to your left, and you got yeah. the soundboard directly in front of you. So it's, it's
0: well, this isn't laid out perfectly, but that's another story for another day. So uh, we'll uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's get going here again. Uh, so we are interactive. If you uh, have questions for the coach, send them to. The hashtag Qs4Q, that's on Twitter. Log on to Twitter. Hashtag is Qs4Q, Q-S-F-O-R-Q, and uh, we'll get to questions. I didn't send nothing this week. Uh, Don't forget, you can also follow Coach Q. You can see his Twitter handle there is at Q. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's at Q underscore coach. Uh, The Marauder football uh, is at Marauder F-Ball. The uh, timeout for Sports Talk Twitter handle, which uh, if I throw myself and my ID back up there, you can see it's at T-O-S-T-B-M-C, and uh, you can also become a fan of the show by searching timeout for Sports Talk. All right, Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations Thank you. on the 2-0. Uh, this is uh, uncharted territory, as I like to call it, the 2018 uh, <laughs> Belmont Marauder Football Revenge
1: Tour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, you, you lost to uh, Milton and Framingham to open the season last year, and then this year a couple of uh, three-point wins. But talk about deja vu all over again. Uh, both games on your first offensive series, you score, and uh, – you know, it comes down to the final minutes again. You're winning by three. The other team's electing not to kick a field goal for whatever reason. This this week, a different reason, apparently, as I kind of alluded to on the broadcast yep. uh, of the game, that uh, Framingham does not have any kind of kicker. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, so you have all that, and then you guys have to make another big defensive stand at the end of the game. We did. Uh, so just uh, kind of, uh, you know, just talk about uh, your how you were feeling afterwards. Again, congratulations on the on the 2-0 start.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I was—I forget who I was chatting with, post game, and and said, "Man, these these games are really exciting." I go, "Yeah, I would really like a four touchdown blowout win." Um, not to get cocky, we'll take our wins any way we can get them, but uh, these these squeakers are starting to wear a number on my on my heart. I think um, two weeks in a row where we've needed our defense to come up big in the red zone at the end of the game, and um, you know it, it's it's definitely been exciting and. We've been kind of excited to be in a position to win football games in those in those you know waning minutes. So that's a little bit of a new feeling for us. Definitely uncharted territory for this football team. It's been a while since Belmont football, since before my time, has come out to a two and start. It's definitely the first time in my uh, career here that that we started two and O. So um, it's definitely exciting. We're we're really really proud of our guys. Um, Proud of what it is that they've been able to accomplish over the the first, you know, three, four weeks of camp and, and, and the first two weeks of the season. It's a real testament to to who they are as young men and, and to how our coaches are approaching what they're doing that we're we're sitting here going into the league two and up.
0: So many places to start uh, as far as the good goes. Let's start with the running game, and I I think there's three folks to mention here. Uh, Obviously, your two-headed running back monster, Killian O'Connor, Rakai Joseph, O'Connell, 16 carries, 143 yards. Uh, did not get into the end zone Rakai Joseph did he got in twice 21 carries for 111 yards so you know combined the two of them run for over 250 <laughs> yards I think they had all but two of the carries I, I think Mitchell Pereira had a couple of carries yep. in there too but uh, so those two and then I, I think the third aspect of this is the revamped offensive line for the game because uh, you're starting left tackle senior captain big bam bam Jake Parsons not available uh, give us a quick update on his status and then also just talk about you know the running game the offensive line the shift of Sam Segarian from yeah. right guard to left tackle and how the line didn't seem to miss a beat.
1: Um, I mean, proud of those running backs, proud of that offensive line. Clearly, any time you run for 260 yards as a team, um, your offensive line and, and your your RBs had a great day. Uh, really proud of the O-line. You know, uh, Bam's, Bam's good. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the broadcast. I think, you know, if this was like a league championship game or uh, going into the playoffs, that you would have had to have chained him into the locker room to keep him from from being on the football field um, you know there was a little bit of a precautionary sense there uh, non-league game obviously we want to win every every game we play but you know sort of a question of is he going to be in pain for the next two three weeks if we if, if he trots out and plays um, or is he going to feel a heck of a lot better and get a full week of practice in next week and and be good <clears throat> ready to head into Woburn so we had to do some shuffle. Uh, one of our philosophies on the line this year has been everybody, <laughs> everybody learns how to do everything. You know, so uh, I don't care if you know you're a you're a non-pulling tackle. You know, you're you're going to learn pull paths. I don't care if you're you know, uh, uh, not a center. You know, you're going to work to learn how to block back a gap and all that stuff. And so we kind of looked at who we had on the offensive line, and and Segzi is one of our smartest linemen. Sam, um, he's a really really bright lineman. Uh, he and Stepanian together do a fantastic job of operating from the center and the edge of the line to really control uh, adjustments and control sets. Framingham threw some different sets at us too uh, than we we had seen from them on film. And and it's really cool when your line is at a point where they're able to talk football where, you know, Segs came over after a series. He goes, Coach, they went to a five front, so I just switched power and, and did away with these two teams where we got all the duos are out of there and we're just we're blocking everything back. Everything's just gap back. I go, you sound like a line coach, sexy. That's great. Good adjustment, kid. Um, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. You know, So I'm really proud of those guys. Young Ryan Hoffman getting his first action on the offensive side of the football, uh, junior. Um, you know, Brett Westgate did some work for us on the offensive line this week, got into the game on the offensive side for a couple of reps here and there too, but gave us a great week of practice. And uh, anytime you have depth where guys are able to step in and, and keep your offense humming and they know what it is that they're doing, it leads to good things. So uh, they were a big reason why we were able to run for 260.
0: And so let's just talk about the the, the performance of those two backs again. Uh- you know, O'Connell, Joseph, uh, you know, you mentioned last week that, you know, they're probably both going to have their moments of glory. Uh, Rakai seemed to be the one as far as the touchdowns go again. Uh, he was the one scoring the touchdowns, but O'Connell outrushed him this week and had a little bit more than just sort of the, uh, the you know, the lunch pail yards, as you call yeah. them. He, broke, he had the longest run of the night for either of them, uh, the big 42-yard run. What a big run that big was, run. too, because you're pinned down at your three-yard line in the second half, and that was the only scoring drive for either team in the second half. Uh, the 97 yard drive that you guys put together doing it all on the ground kind of similar to the way you started the game uh, you know eerily similar both drives but just talk about O'Connell and, and Joseph uh, what you liked what you saw about uh, both of them running in that yeah game. I
1: mean we're you know we're really blessed with these guys really lucky to have these guys on on our football team um, obviously as running backs I mean they're they're really quality backs you know they are tough hard-nosed downhill running backs, feet moving running backs, yards after contact running backs. I thought they did a great job this week of, of kind of slicing through, you know, and, and not a little bit less of that kind of Le'Veon Bell deal where we're kind of waiting for things to develop. This wasn't the game. We, we thought we had a, a scheme in this week where we said, you know, we're just going to run at them um, until they demonstrate that they can stop that. And so that's what we did, you know. And and these guys just did a fantastic job of trusting their linemen and trusting the adjustments that we had to make for what Framingham was doing defensively. Uh, We had to mock some plays up a little bit differently than we traditionally run them. So anytime that you do that and your line and your running backs are on the same page and they're seeing that happen, I mean, you probably saw a lot more that was, you know, bouncing out towards the edge than sitting between that, guard tackle gap or that center guard gap where we sometimes like to be uh, that was a product of adjustment that was made into the week based on what we had seen from Framingham and I thought they did a great job I love that that we trade guys you know we talked about it last week I love the attitude that they have towards each other you know so we say like hey Killian for example on the drive Rakai the second touchdown Rakai scored from 10 out Killian was the chomp back on that he was the one who chunked up the big yards um he had the 40 plus to start that drive then he had another 12 i think or 13 where kai chimed in with a couple on that run you know we get down to the 10 and and you know kills has carried most of the workload there his legs are tired that's a hard job you know it's a hard thing to do and i got a guy that's been standing on on the sideline for three or four reps who's you know equally good they're both equally good so, you know, we just say, hey, let's get freshy in there. Let's get fresh legs in there, you know, fresh tracks, man. And um, in he goes. And when you have that little bit of extra burst, you're able to have that little bit of extra burst in a goal line situation. You know, it can go all the way because, you know, who doesn't have that extra burst is, is the defense. You know, that's a long drive to be on a football field. We can bring somebody in from the sideline who just had a sip of Gatorade and is feeling good. Um, that's really great. And they don't. You know, Rax got the touchdowns again, but, you know, that's a combined effort by our by our running backs, and, and, and Killian's TDs will come. You know, there's going to be – and he knows it. There's going to be that moment where, you know, Rax is, is chunking down the field and, and, you know, brings us inside the 10, and he's gassed, and Kills is going to come in and, you know, get the six, seven-yard touchdown run. And and that's our identity. Um, we is greater than me. You know, it's not about me stats. It's about we stats, and the only we stat that matters is that we win. Um And these guys have really embraced that. Uh, I hope that they have a ton more success together because I think they're a really special pair. Um, They're just a really special pair. Very different as human beings, yet very similar as human beings, and just tireless workers, tough kids, fast. And I'm really lucky to have them anchoring my backfield.
0: And uh, yeah, I, I think the plus to that, and uh, I know you said it's we, it's about the we, not the me, but of course here on on this uh, on our weekly <laughs> conversations, we got to talk about a little bit of both. And uh, sure. when it comes sure. to the individual performances, uh, you know, uh, Avery Arno, your quarterback, is his second varsity start. Uh, certainly not as memorable as his first, no. uh, only three of 13, 55 yards. All those completions came in the first half. I actually forgot about the third completion because it really came on the last play of the first half and yep. didn't, you know, just as you were trying to, you know, move down field but it was kind of almost like a it's like that's a, those are like fantasy football stats they just sure you don't really think about them in the course of the game flow because it really has no impact yeah, on the game it was the but. last
1: it was a last second seam route that he hit roach on for 20 something yards yeah right and
0: so i mean part of it too is uh just the fact it looked like early on he was missing his targets and so did you kind of consciously you know at that point you know i think the way your guys are running the football that you just sort of you know, you wanted to put it more, put more of the onus on on the running backs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll
1: know. say I'll say like a couple things. You know, um, one is is our game plan that week was to run the ball at this team, and my assistant coaches did a great job because sometimes you know hubris gets the, the better of me, and I want to spread it back out and air it out, and you know let that kid flex his talents too. Um, and and my assistants did a really good job of kind of getting in my ear and, and, and being like, Coach, why? You know, our 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 game plan, you know, um, <laughs> was power run until it doesn't work, you know. And so it, it never really stopped working. Uh, so he had less attempts. He had, you know, 10, 10 less attempts than he did last week um, throwing the ball. Uh, they did a better job taking away our two marquee guys and schematically in our passing game on me especially we had a couple of things that we really wanted to get after and we never really got there, you know. Um, Most of our passing attempts came when we were trying to move the ball down the field late in, like, the second quarter. So we were kind of taking these big shots. Um, Our goal was not to take big shots in that game at all in our passing game. Uh, I didn't have a lot of long ball structures. Um, We were trying to do a little bit more of what they actually had some success doing, which is throwing underneath a little bit. Um, but it never really got there because the power run was going. And I said it to Mike Liuza of the, the local paper, uh, before I came in here, cause our, our interview is at 10 AM on Sunday. And then I come here to you at 11 AM. It's my, oh, me- so it's my media, media day. day right? It's okay. my media day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <Wow. laughs> and Mike's a great guy. I said, you know, we were coming off of the, we were coming off of the field at the end of the first half. And, uh, Mike Delholm, who's one of our captains, just kind of trying to keep things light with Avery, because um, Mike had a little shoulder issue. He wasn't in this week. He'll be back. Uh, <laughs> says something like, uh, man, that last series is really going to mess with your stat line, Arno. And Arno kind of snapped around with this fire in his eyes and goes, I don't care. I just want to win. You know, and, and he had to go out there and he had to control the offense. He had to go out there and he had to look at defenses. He had to come over and get called, control his huddle. He did a lot of things to help us win that football game. You know, it's, it's not just what a quarterback does, throwing the ball that makes him valuable to your program. So, again, you know, when I'm looking at my quarterback and I'm looking at my receivers who are great, talented guys, and I'm saying, like, boys, you know, it's just not, a, it's just not an airborne night tonight. And all of them are like, whatever you know let us stock block on the edge let's work our butts off for these running backs you know let's win football games and that's who we are you know my guys would rather catch one pass for 10 yards and win a game than catch 11 passes for 130 yards and lose you know that's the type of guys i have in this program right now and and it shows in in Avery uh, and it shows in in his receiver in his receivers and uh, pretty much everybody across the board so uh wasn't like the greatest statistical night, but I'm still wicked proud of the kid. He's 2-0 as a varsity quarterback. First two times out.
0: Right. Yep. Nothing wrong with that at all. No, sir. And uh, like you, you, you were saying in the season preview, there, there's a lot of great raw skill and talent that Arno has and brings. But, again, it's only a second varsity start, and it's going to take some time to kind of grow into it. And also, you know, he's got this selfless attitude, which is a good thing, especially when you have two talented senior running backs that you can hand the ball off yep. to and let them uh, control most of the uh, the offensive flow. Uh have to bring up this name. I said it during the broadcast. Uh, we called his number uh, quite a few times in the opener against Milton. But boy, that uh, late in the second quarter, Emmanuel Clark had a minute for the ages, sure and I, I don't mean to trivialize it by saying it was a minute, but in 46 seconds, he <laughs> scores two non-offensive touchdowns. Yep. I mean, we have to talk about this—the uh, you know the 80-yard kickoff return and uh, the, uh, the the 28-yard interception return on the very next offensive series for Framingham, and you know part of it is you guys had just fallen down uh, behind 16-7, and as well as you're kind of playing, you know, you you're running the ball. The defense is strong a little bit you're down two scores and so the, the Clark return couldn't have come at a better time but as I said it was kind of a weird play developing he caught it on the far side came to the near side and I mean basically ran untouched 80 yards for the, yeah. for the
1: touchdown um man am I proud of E Clark ASAP bacon that's what that's what they call him I don't know what that means ASAP ASAP bacon bacon I don't I don't know what it means uh, uh bringing home the bacon uh, I don't know I mean, well he did
0: he certainly did in that I've, 46 seconds I've crossed spin, the right? threshold
1: from being the the young cool coach slash teacher who's like close in age to his students and and getting all their cultural (laughs) references to, to, I'm just old and lame. Um, I don't understand what any of that stuff means, but I'm just so happy for Emmanuel. He's a kid who's, you know, been in our program, freshman, sophomore, junior year, hasn't really had an opportunity to contribute a ton on the varsity level. Um, This is really the first major contribution that he's made as a varsity football player. And what a contribution, um, a lot of credit to Coach Juicy for, for kick return. I mean, we're, again, focusing on that. I've given this kid full reign to run our special teams from top to bottom. We practice those returns, take the time every day to practice specials. And, you know, we practice that wide-across-the-field look. Sometimes, you know, we call a return on and we get the ball to the other side. Um, you know, he was able to step out of a tackle uh, early in the return, and then the, the, the blocking just kind of set up. And all of a sudden, I agree, it was kind of a weird return. He's wicked fast, but he doesn't look fast when he runs because he's long. So he kind of looks like he's running. You said in the broadcast like he's running in slow motion, but he's pretty fast. And uh Elaine just opened up. You know, guys stayed on their blocks. You got a good pin to the sideline. And and uh, Emmanuel was just t- you know able to take it up the sideline. And it's the first uh, special teams touchdown that we've scored in my time at Belmont. Um, really wow we haven't we it's it's been a glaring sore spot in our in our attitude towards our team and our game has been the I I hate to say it but kind of like a a neglect of specials Um, we resolved we weren't going to do that this year by by putting a guy in charge of it who's really excited about it and it's it's showed you know we had some great punt covers uh, against Milton last last week we had a great return by Joe LaFosse who was you know a shoestring tackle away from breaking one of his own um and then e clark was able to to put an 80 yard return to pay dirt and we boy do we need that in the grand scheme of momentum so great job by emmanuel i'm just so proud of the kid
0: and uh you know i i now that i think about it i missed a golden opportunity uh to really give him another nickname of sorts uh you know when he returned you know uh friday night uh the, the night of that game was the opening of the Big E, uh, being someone who's a Western Mass native of yep. the big uh, the fair big e. that goes on. It's uh, over two weeks now that the, the fair runs, uh, the Eastern States Exposition out in West Springfield, Massachusetts. For those who're not aware, uh, the Big E that should have been. I, I should have. If, e. if I'd really been on the ball, that's what. That's I a great nickname. I would have gone for him. with. I mean, and I know, he was uh, that night. I mean, and again, you know, talk about the interception he had two on the on the next series. I mean, that was the
1: third down play of the very next offensive series for Framingham. Um, it was a great pick, you know. I mean, we were we were sitting in zone, you know. So he didn't he didn't have to trail deep on a route. Um, they were single receiver to that side. The wing didn't release on that play, uh, so he did what he was taught to do in that scheme. And Derek Brown, I don't know if you saw the hit he put on that quarterback. Um, that that, that's down. what forced that interception. I mean, Derek was coming.
0: Well, the pass rush was improving on that series. I
1: could see yeah, that. Yeah, we we're starting to get starting to hurry throws. We we're starting to get a little bit of mojo in that front four, and and Derek just came right in and laid a stick. This kid got he threw the ball to nowhere um, because he had to. He felt like he had to, and Emmanuel was sitting right there, was able to pick it off, and you know, kind of saunter up the sideline six or twenty-six yards to pay dirt, and and um, that was kind of you know team effort. We talk about you know defensive pressure breeds interceptions. I mean, it's not a secret, you know, when you get pressure on the quarterback, they get happy feet or they put the ball up a little earlier, you know, put it to the wrong spot. They can't set their feet the way they want to. Um, It's frustrating when you're in their face like that. And if we want to be a, a ball hawk team, which we talk about being, you know, we talk about being predators in the defense. We want to prey on quarterbacks. We want to prey on bad, bad balls. You know, we want to attack footballs when they're in the air. Um, we need pressure in order to do that. So it started with with Big D up front, made a, made a great defensive play, and finished on the quarterback, uh, which is something that we we try to teach within the confines of the rules, of course. And um, and Emmanuel was where he was supposed to be, and was able to capitalize on that. It was you know 12 points in 40 seconds. Yeah, for- and just. Great it, job!
0: And just to remind you that you know he's been making plays all along. They don't necessarily show up on like the scoring stats, yep. but you know he made. You know we called. I was calling his number quite a few times in the opener against Milton, yeah. and then of course just to remind you of he's that kind of player. He makes the the, the last play, fourth yeah. down. Uh, you know the fourth down play, a fourth down and goal, and they uh, you know he breaks up the pass. And uh, yeah, man, it was a good win. it
1: was a good night for Bacon boy. I mean he 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 just had a good he just had a good all around day. He had a couple of tackles uh, in the first half as well. Uh, and he, you know, we'll probably get to it towards the end of the game, but he made a he made a big a big play on that slot pass on fourth down um, to end the game, you know, so a uh, great night for emmanuel, you know and and again, we talk a lot about like never know who's gonna jump in every you know week to week. Uh, we want it to be somebody different every week. you know, who's gonna be the guy who steps up and 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 you know makes a big play to keep his team in it. and that's also our first. Uh, defensive turnover for a touchdown in my time here, you know? So I think that like, we're wow. finally well, starting rats
0: on both. Thank you. And- like we're
1: excited about those things. I'm not excited that it took us four years to get there. Um, but I'm definitely excited about like the notion that we're finally playing the kind of football that breeds that sort of stuff. Like good things happen when you work hard and do what you've been coached to do, you know, and, and that's what these guys are starting to understand is that you just you got to stay within the confines of our structures Everybody has a job to do. Do your individual job. Trust the system. Trust that, you know, the man next to you is going to do his job. And good things will come for our football team as a result of that. And and we're really starting to see that. It's awesome. Do your job. I've, I've heard that
0: somewhere around these parts before. but I I can't think of where exactly. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah that, that guy. That guy in Foxboro. Right, right. Well, and, of course, you know, Emmanuel Clark just is kind of the, the poster boy for that. I mean, you know, for, yeah. for that game. I mean, he comes up and he gives you, you know, your first special teams and defensive touchdowns. His first two career touchdowns. Just a great moment all around. I'm just now, so psyched
1: for that kid, boy. I mean, it just. I can't say it enough. I'm sorry to say it again. I'm just so. No, happy that's okay.
0: For and you know, I had a goal. We were going to try to finish in 30 minutes, but you know, I've still got questions to ask. And we are not going to finish it's, it's in 30 my minutes. Fault. No, it's not your fault because. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, Emmanuel Clark deserves to have his praises he does. sung. Isn't I, there a song like "Oh Emmanuel"? Enough. Yeah. I'd be, if I'd been thinking, I would have started. Chris, I don't know. There's a lot of Emmanuel you know. references. Yeah, there really are. Um, you know, there's also Emmanuel College. Still. Yeah, is that right up, right Boston? up the road. Yeah, right up the road. Yeah. Yeah. It is still open, right? I know a lot of those. It is. That's schools where I did of, my graduate work. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Good. Go Saints.
0: All right. <laughs> there You go. Uh, you know, but you, you talked about we have to get to the end of the game, which is why we're going to run long with uh, with our uh, talk this week. Uh, so we get to the end of the game. I mean, obviously, you know, again, like the win against Milton, you guys defensively, you have to you know, you have to finish as Joe Habelo had said in the week one broadcast. You know, you guys got to finish the defense steps up and they do finish. However,
1: (laughs) let's go. Here we go.
0: I'm ready. The defense may have not had to finish at the goal line had uh, you not taken sort of a, uh, as I called it, a renegade ish uh, risk.
1: Yeah, I went, uh, I I went, uh, I went broke. Right. Fourth
0: and one near midfield. Uh, Now, I get it. You guys are running the hell out of the football, but. you know, your defense is also playing very well in the second half, and they're really controlling, you know, what Framingham is not able to do off it. You know, they had no offensive game in the second half because yep. your defense is up there. So the other difference here, uh, because we talked about this at the end of the uh, at the end of the game, uh, you know, just like Milton and probably even to more of an extreme Framingham doesn't have any kind of place kicker. They, they didn't attempt any extra points. Right. They went for two every time. They certainly didn't attempt any field goals, so you know it. I if I know it, everybody in the stadium must know. We know it. They're not. You know, you're up three, but they're not going to kick a tying field goal. So they they're thinking touchdown all the way. So it's fourth and one. You got the ball in your midfield. You know Hampton Trout. You got a good punter there. uh, Sure do. And uh, all he's got to do is is pin it back. And you know you guys had a 97 yard touchdown drive earlier in that half, but. My argument would be the way you guys were playing defense. If you'd been able to pin them back that far, I think the odds of them, you know, going 97 yards or even even sniffing, you know, you know the red zone maybe was going to be tough, Sled. especially with the time left on the clock. Yep, it's about uh, three at,
1: minutes, I think, at that point. Probably about two, two, two minutes, yeah. forty-five seconds, three minutes. Yep,
0: two or three minutes. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I said it on the broadcast. You know, it may be a, a more conservative approach, but. You know, if you do that and you let your defense make the plays, oh, no. they're going to get the stop. Instead, they, uh, you know.
1: Instead, we went for it. Yeah, no, I mean. I went mean, for it, I, I You went... didn't
0: make it. Now, granted, they also completed a 47, you know, uh, Jack Beverly, their quarterback, who's like throwing bombs all yeah, night. Yeah, that was a good I bomb. Mean, right, that, was the, that was the only one he seemed to complete. He kept trying it all night. He finally connected with his yeah. uh, receiver, Vielle And uh, But anyway, just we'll talk about the thought process. But, in the, yeah,
1: end. I mean, I, I think, like, you know, we wanted to finish the game. Yeah. Um, so statistically and convention would uh, you know absolutely say punt the ball and we talked a little bit about it before the broadcast you know
0: yeah um, cuz i don't like to ambush you on these no I, <laughs> I i
1: i mean anytime you make it that's you've now
0: just a you've just lowered the you've uh, you've opened the curtain that's a,
1: that's the that's the type of call i said it walking to the sideline i go this is either a gr-, you know this is either a great call in the morning or everybody's calling me an idiot in the morning um, you know, if we, if we get it, it's, you know, the, the courage on that guy putting the game away, that's an aggressive call. And if we don't get it, it's what's he doing, you know, punt the ball and play defense. I mean, so yeah, convention says punt the ball and play defense, give them a long field, make them drive the field. Don't give them a chance to win the game. We'd run for 264 yards at that point on the ground. Um, we're averaging as a team, like eight yards a carry. It was fourth and one and a half. You know, I've got my guys, and we called a timeout trying to get them to jump. They didn't jump. Right. Called a timeout, brought the team in. Which I thought was really
0: the whole purpose. Okay, get them to jump. They don't jump. Now you're going to punt. punt.
1: Brought the team in. Also figured they might think we were going to punt and catch them snoozing a little bit, but brought the team in. I go, look, guys, we can punt the ball, play defense, or we can get a yard and a half and put this game away. You know, uh, and I don't do this a lot, but I just looked at them. I go, what do you want to do? Every single man in that hole goes, let's win the game. So I was like, all right, let's do it, man. Like, we got a great defense that's been playing. We're so the team called the play. Around midfield. No, I called the play. <laughs> okay, right. um, I I I called the play. Okay. But I looked into the eyes of my guys, and I saw guys who wanted to go out there and, and kind of step on a team's throat a little bit. And we haven't had that instinct, you know? I don't want to quelch that. I don't want to shove that down and say, ah, oh, no, let's be, you know, let's, you know, we said it after beating Milton, like, yeah, well, we want to come down to Earth, but why live on Earth, man? Like I, I, I want to live on this, in the stars right now, you know. And it's a very similar attitude for for me and my yeah.
0: You and Elon Musk,
1: yeah, kind of. and, <laughs> we're a little different, but in my in my mind, I was just sitting there saying, you know, let's we got this kind of little killer instinct to us. Let's let's do it. Um, let's get this first down. Make him burn all of his time out so that even if we if we had gone to fourth down on the subsequent series too, mm-hmm. I would have punted. Because he would have bled all his timeouts. Oh, right. He had all of his timeouts coming back the other way on the field with three minutes left. I mean, there's plenty of time for a team that runs a spread, hurry-up offense to orchestrate a drive. Um, You know, and I mean, I'm not going to lie and say my heart wasn't in my throat. We didn't get it. And then they got the big bomb and brought it inside the red zone. I'm going, oh, boy, you know, (laughs) stupid call. Hindsight. Stupid Boy, Todd's going to rip into um, me on yeah, the next Todd. Can. You know, I, I <laughs> hope I hope this isn't something that loses us the football game. You know, that thought definitely creeped into my head for a hot second. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, at the end of the day, defense was able to play ball. And, and you know, if I, if I go back in that situation, to be perfectly honest, in the exact same situation with the success that we'd had running the football and the guys that I had in that huddle at that moment, um, I call the same play.
0: Yeah, well, I mean your defense 9 did, times out of 10 okay.
1: we get a first down on that play and we're right. not talking about this. You right. know, it just happened to be the, the the one time that we didn't do that cuz we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Um and and it failed, but you know, we're having a we're having a different conversation if it if he converts that and they don't get the ball back again.
0: Well, even though I'm not an esteemed journalist, uh, I feel feel (laughs) obligated. I feel like, well, I'm certainly not a journalist, but I I feel obligated to have to at least ask you about it because I was. It was in my head that. uh, No, I I I think that
1: it's it's fair game. Like I don't I don't ever feel, I don't ever feel bad about talking about the decision making process. You know, that's what we do as coaches, and that's what coordinators and head coaches have to do. It's it's not as easy as it looks. Um, I say that all the time. You know, I've, I've I'm not a robot. You know, this isn't an algorithm. I'm not. I'm not plugging factors in. Sometimes you make a decision based a little bit on. You're
0: not clicking on how many pictures have a
1: stop sign. Or, exactly or, okay, right. Like right, to prove insane. I'm not a robot. Right. 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 capture. <laughs> you know, like. I Uh. At some. Sometimes you just. You're making a call based off of a little bit of gut, and you're making a call based off of a little bit of emotion. You know, and. Um, my gut said go for it, and to be perfectly honest, I'll say it again. Like my gut would say go for it again in that situation. Like let's put the game away, man. And uh, it was definitely a call that was rooted a little bit. A little bit more in the emotional state than it was rooted in the in the numbers state, um, but sometimes you know, sometimes you need a little bit of grit to win football games, and and I want a team that has that sort of confidence. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to take that away from them.
0: Well, and, you know, the grit of the defense throughout that second half, uh, pitching a shutout, I mean, that was uh, impressive. I mean, you know, obviously they make the goal line stand at the end, but throughout that second half, really, Framingham's offense did not have anything close to the rhythm they had in the first yeah. half, uh, really. I mean, and, you know, you were starting to get pressure on Beverly, and, you know, just they weren't really running a whole lot. You know, they had a couple big plays, but otherwise, you know, there were a lot of guys who stepped up defensively, a couple more uh, big hits for Merkai on defense. which yeah, he uh, can
1: bring the lumber, boy.
0: I, I think that's something that, though, it adds to... To, you know, I, I think again. You know, like you were saying before the season, the the defense has to play with an attitude, of, you know, a, a sense of you know uh, ferocity, but also just uh, you know emotion. And yeah, it was, I mean, we, it was there in that second half. We threw the
1: gauntlet down at halftime. Uh, there wasn't, a, there were some minor scheme adjustments, but there weren't any massive scheme adjustments to what we were doing defensively. Um, we just kind of threw the gauntlet down and said, we're not playing emotional defense in this first half. You know, this isn't this isn't what we preach. This isn't what we do. Is this who we want to be? That's really who we are? They put up 24 on us in the first half. We are okay with that? Or are we going to, you know, be 11 rabid dogs to the football again? Are we going to, you know, get off of blocks on the defensive line? Are we going to run our feet through tackles? Are we going to lay big hits so that, you know, the next time that receiver catches the ball, he's just a little bit nervous about turning his head upfield because he knows the safety's coming down. Are we going to get our hands up in passing lanes? You know, Connoche, big long-arm Connoche, able to bat swat a couple of those short flat passes down. That's part of our flat defense package. You know, when they're trying to get quick passes out to the edge like that, you're not going to sack the quarterback on that play. Get those Kid has super long arms. Get those long arms up there. Yeah, that was a pass away. Um, Shout out for Sam Harris. Yep, Sammy Harris coming into the game in the third quarter. He's had some hamstring issues, you know, and he felt he felt like he could give us a half of football. So we were able to use him in the second half, and he's flying around, bringing energy. The defensive line with a couple of big plays against the run game, especially the DBs, all of a sudden attacking the football, making great plays in single coverage and man coverage and zone coverage, you know, and and that builds in our team it's a snowball man rolling downhill in an avalanche you know you just feel it picking up momentum and picking up momentum I mean we call our defense the juggernaut we're the juggernaut not because we're like big and trying to stop anybody but because once we get rolling good luck trying to stop us you know that's what we're that's what we want to do and we just needed to do a little bit of a better job just just Pushing that ball, you know, off the top of the mountain a little bit in that first half to kind of get that mojo going and get that energy working. Um, really proud of our guys. Again, it's, you know, they understood it was two halves of football. <laughs> you know, they went in the locker room and, and it was different locker room. Given that speech, it was just, it's just a different speech. The looks in the faces of the men who are looking back at me is there's a just different look in their eyes. You know, and.
0: Is that the look of fear? No, it's the
1: look of just like this is we're let's go. Like I want halftime to be over because I want to go smash right now. You know, and that's that's the look that these guys are bringing back. You know, it's there's no, you know, big doe eyes or guys who are you know you can kind of see that they're trying to be show bravado, but you know they're not sure about themselves. They're not sure about our ability to win. Every single guy in that locker room felt we were going to go out there and win that football game. That's the attitude that you have to have in order to come back. Yeah, I go, we're not down three touchdowns here, boys. It's a five-point game. Like, and and we haven't even really gotten rolling. You know, let's get rolling and see what happens here. And and they came out, man, and responded in that third quarter. And they just got after it. And uh, I was just really proud of our defense. It really, really fires me up, man, because that's, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to do that. We're trying to be able to make big defensive plays in big moments. You know, we've been able to do it two weeks in a row, just kind of stiffen up in the in the red zone and say, you got this far, no further, and that's a big part of our identity. So I was really excited for that. I'm, f- I'm getting fired up right now just talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's five uh, turnovers now. Your, your team is forced uh, really? in the first uh, two weeks. Wow. Uh, three of them from your defense, yeah. uh, the other two being special teams. But, uh, you know, and like last week, you actually uh, you had as many points off of uh, turnovers uh, he, he, against Rabia that you did against Wilson, uh, yeah. more of the direct points off turnovers yep. with Clark's, uh, you know, pick six, uh, as it were. You need so, that, though. Yeah. You know,
1: you need that. And, and you need that to win football games. And you know what? Like, touchdowns bring energy for sure. I don't want to down-talk the offense, but nothing – jacks a football team up like a big stop or a turnover in a big moment. I mean, you can see it, Todd. You've broadcast a lot of games throughout your career. You know, not just high school games. You know, you see that, like, that juice that just goes right uh, well I mean you, you know just the, the, the
0: how the game turned in those 46 seconds in the second quarter uh, I don't think we're over speaking about the defense because nope. you know as you just mentioned it's the first defensive touchdown your team has scored in five years so yeah let's let's, go. let's talk it up no problem there mm-hmm. uh, let's also of course uh, now move on as we are 37 minutes into what was a uh-huh. 30 minute uh, webcast uh, and uh, show here uh, in uh, week three let's get ahead look look to week three uh, as we embark now on the Middlesex League Liberty division division schedule here we go woburn Tanners uh, you're trekking up there uh, this week and uh yeah I mean it gets uh it gets infinitely more difficult now uh, yeah. you know it was nice to get the two non-league wins but uh, now it begins uh you know you played Wooburn pretty tough last year but I if I remember they pulled away kind of at the yeah. end and uh, I mean just talk about what you uh, what you think you're you, some of the things you're gonna see or what you're you want to try to focus on uh, yeah on I playing. mean we're
1: we're excited to go into Wooburn you know I mean one of the things we're we're talking about a lot of things this year. <laughs> but you know, one of the things we keep saying is, you know, this is That's
0: isn't, why these uh, broadcasts are running so long. Yeah, fact. <laughs> we're talking um, there's the excuse we're talking about a lot of things. So. No, but one of the things Sorry, we said Jeremy. a
1: lot one of the things we said a lot of is, is you know, this isn't this isn't twenty seventeen. You know? And and we're not living there, man. Um, and, and sometimes I think especially for teams that are accustomed to winning, they live there sometimes. You know, I I feel like sometimes they live there. You know, they live in that last year. Oh, we won last year, so we're gonna win this year. Um, we we're not sitting in that at all, clearly. Um, and we're we're doing a good job of saying like this isn't last year. And man, let's just really like I hate to keep sounding cliched and keep saying like let's just take it one day at a time and one repetition at a time. Like right now, we're about film breakdown, you know, and having a good Monday, you know. And then when Monday's over, we'll be about Tuesday and and so on and so forth until we get to game day. We're just staying there. Um, you know, Woburn's 0-2. They're going to be fired up, man. Um, you know, they lost to Burlington uh, on Friday. Um, and then they lost to a very talented North Andover team in week That's one. That's a
0: Burlington team you beat last year yeah. during the non-playoff
1: yep. portion of the schedule. And Burley was 1-10 last year, um, but Dan's done a good job. They were really young last year, and it was the first year of a new coach and a rebuild, and Dan McKay over there is a good coach. So it's, you know, same deal. It's not 2017 for Burlington either, you know. It's not 2017 for anybody, last I checked. It's 2018, um, you know. So our goal is to, is to build on the success that we've had. And to go in there and and give the Tanners all that they can handle, um, and take it one repetition at a time. Forty-four minutes to victory, you know. And and Coach Belcher's a, you know, he's a Hall of Fame coach, man. I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. He's he's he might already be a Hall of Fame. No, I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know, his teams are always you know fired up and energetic, and uh, you know passionate about being physical, tough football teams. And
0: any skilled um, players that they're coming back from last year's. Uh- I think I,
1: I don't know I haven't really gotten into my film yet. Okay. that's today's for today's for film. you know we, I go from when I'm done here till about about 11 p.m. So like ask me, ask me at midnight and I'll have some better answers. I mean their big back is gone. <laughs> Sorry Isaiah, we're not scheduling nah,
0: these talks for a bit <laughs> Isaiah Cashwell Doe <laughs> is
1: great. gone. That's a big loss for them. Uh, he's at Springfield College this year. Great young man, fantastic athlete. Uh, Isaiah Cashwell, he he was a great back, he was their marquee guy last year. He ran for two hundred against us, um, and just a, a really quality human, you know, and and a really quality young man. So he's not back, but uh, you know, I'm sure they have some pieces. You know, Woburn's a football town and a football culture. They always have guys out. Um, it's going to be a hard fought game. You know, we're we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to get better from where we've been in the first two weeks in order to go into the league and go on the road and get over to Tanner land and and get a win. That's a tough place to play.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they'll have the stadium packed. It'll uh, be packed fans. And, uh, and uh,
1: those guys are going to be fired up. They got chip on their shoulder, man. They're rowing two and they've beaten Belmont every year that I've been here. So I'm sure they're, they're feeling this is a great spot for them to get off the block. Um, Our job's to draw the line and say not today. So, you know, we'll get ready to go and practice hard all week and get on a bus and, over to try to do a job and we'll see we you know sera, sera.
0: <laughs> there you go was that kind of like your uh your new culpa that you told me on the text uh, when you were running culpa. a little bit late that was well late. i was that a, that was a spell check error it must have spelled maya turned into new it said did it it me, said new culpa? new culpa
1: oh it was yeah. supposed to be maya culpa that's that what a, i well i thought that was, yeah but that was i thought auto,
0: maybe it was just a new expression that was a, that was, was an like
1: like auto that was a, autocorrect yeah. i'm trying to dispel i uh, i'm trying to work to dispel stereotypes that uh football coaches don't have quality vocabularies. You know, it's a it's one of my big bugaboos is is on a very separate note it's like a lot of times people make assumptions about who we are as people and 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 who our guys are, you know, as people because they're football players. Um, you know, it's always really important for me to try and try and show that we can be well-rounded individuals with big academic vocabularies also. Um, so.
0: Well, we know you're a bright guy, coach. I mean, again, you know, we said it. No, last I just week. read the, Harvard. I, I'm really
1: not that bright. I just, I just read the dictionary. Ah, come on, every so day, it. every day, I read a new page of the dictionary.
0: I, I couldn't have come close to getting into Harvard. It started, with, uh, I, I started with ardvark. That
1: was... <laughs> that was my first one. Ardvark.
0: <laughs> Is that a spirit animal for someone uh, to? Uh,
1: oh man, go that, back to I would love that. From, I, I love the ardvark. Maybe that's your
0: spirit animal. Have you ever I seen?
1: Uh, oh, who's the. Now I'm blanking on who it was. Well, I'll show my age. Have you ever seen the picture of Salvador Dali walking his pet anteater in the Paris Metro?
0: That I have not I've seen a lot of the melting watches. You and should clocks, Google. No, this the, is a okay. this is
1: an actual photograph of Salvador oh. Dali. He had a pet anteater. Oh. And he would take him for walks. He's enormous this thing. And he would just walk him into the Paris Metro and then walk out with his anteater on a leash. Is there a difference between an anteater
0: and a nardvark? Do we know, Uh, or is it something? Is it like kind of a difference between a crocodile and an alligator? Maybe it's maybe they're kind of. uh,
1: I feel like. I don't know. That's a that's a really good question.
0: See, I'll show my age. My, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. When you Google say that. aardvark, I think of the ants in the aardvark, which was a Saturday morning cartoon uh, that was paired up with the Pink Panther. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was blue and he could uh, he could never catch the ant. You know, it was like it was like Tom and Jerry, <laughs> Coyote yeah. and the Road Roadrunner, same sort of format. I never I mean, watched every the ants in the aardvark. Every cartoon had the same format back then. You know, they or did. Someone somebody, wanted to eat the other thing somebody, and they couldn't and do and it. Somebody's
1: chasing somebody else. And, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know.
0: So yeah, the Ant in the aardvark. You have to check that one out. See, I was, I was,
1: I was a late generation. I, I was understood. more of like that's... I was more of an eighties cartoon guy. So it was, you know, Thundercats and He Man and um Mask and you know the good forces of American democracy fighting evil across the world. That was sort of the you know it was the Reagan era, man. So <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it was, it was short shorts and, and you ha- Coke.
0: You had that <laughs> you had that, right. Yes. Uh, Coca-Cola, Coca Cola. Exactly. I knew I knew that's what you were talking okay. about all the way. Uh you know, again my uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, all those 80s cartoons, it's it's strange. See, I was uh, becoming, you know, I was heading into my teenage years yep. during the 80s. So that was about the time I stopped watching Saturday morning cartoon cartoons. And actually, the line of demarcation for me about this is uh, right at the time the Smurfs made it to Saturday morning, yep. I bailed out. You were I out. Said, no, I, the Smurfs were, were ridiculous. Yeah, I was, I was not way a, too old for that garbage. You're not and, a Smurf guy, huh? No, I am not. No. no, no. I loved the Smurfs.
1: Really? I, I was a little kid. I, lo- yeah, I, no, was, okay. I was born, yeah, I, I was born I was born in I, I was born in eighty two.
0: I know you're a relic. Bro- oh,
1: so I loved I loved the Smurfs. <laughs> I was
0: in high school in eighty two. Oh, you know, God. This, yes, the Smurfs uh, were great. Okay, yes, yeah, well. um, and GI what Joe. What I say to boy, that G.I. is GI uh, Joe, Smurf too. you, no, Smurf. but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> GI Joe
1: too. Don't get away from GI Joe. You know?
0: Okay, yeah, no, I know, right? Like you said, you had all the you military. You had like the GI, the GI, or... G.I. Joe.
1: PSAs and you know, it's Battle fun. Battle of the
0: Planets wasn't bad. Was that 80s or which one? Battle was... of the Planets? Yeah. Or
1: okay. Captain Planet? That was the uh, environmental, okay. was... no. Battle of the Planets, I don't know. I don't okay, know what that yeah,
0: is. no, that might have been pre Thundercats and all that other. Thundercats uh, was E-Man awesome. And those things, yeah. Thundercats is probably the greatest. Those great... weren't even Saturday morning, though. Those were like weekday like, syndicated yeah. stuff.
1: Thundercats is probably the greatest cartoon ever made. Really? Yeah. I mean, Thundercats is fantastic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would watch <laughs> Thundercats right now. If you put a Thundercats episode on right now, I would watch it.
0: Okay. Well, let's uh, see. We, we learn something new about the coach every day. Thundercats. Oh, okay. So how there do you we go. Get it? Well, we got this I, far. I afield. know. I know. It's. It was. Uh, you know. You started uh, professing about your vocabulary, and we ended up on Thundercats Saturday morning
1: TV. Oh, a fat mouth. <laughs> the t- a fat mouth and arrogance has gotten me this far. Oh. Let's see how far it takes me. All right. Well, you know what? Let's
0: uh, on that note, let's uh, close up shop uh, for this week. I, again, Coach, uh, you know, good luck this week. Thank you. Uh, thank with, you. Uh, again, it, it, uh, the league schedule begins in earnest uh, with Woburn, and uh, you know, two uh, back-to-back road uh, win uh, games on the uh, league schedule too yeah. at Woburn at Reading. It's gonna make it three in a row.
1: Yeah, so, it's yeah. Long, yeah, it's a long long road stretch.
0: On the road, and uh, we're going to be uh, covering it. I want to thank Jeremy Mazurve, uh, who had the little surprise broadcast in Framium. I heard about that kind of uh, midweek last week. and uh,
1: Thank you guys both for making the trip out there, too. It's just like part of the, the, the cultural growth of our program to have you guys come out there and do a game. I know it's a real pain in the butt to get out there at that time of day. Uh, I saw you walking in, actually, uh, during pregame warmups, and I go, oh, man, BMC's here, and, and it's just... <laughs> It means a lot. I was it just trying means to be a incognito. Lot. It means a lot you that do. you guys yeah. are willing to do that for our for our guys in our program. I know they love watching the game, and I got alumni all over the country at school who are, you know, texting me. Coach, watch the game on BMC, you know, <laughs> and it's just really cool that you guys are providing that to them. It's part of our legacy. So just thank you very much for, oh, for all you Well, your you're
0: welcome. There. Again, a lot a, bit, a lot of the thanks goes to Jeremy Meserve, the VHS Sports TV producer. Love him, and, too. to uh, the man. Be, Yes, he will be making the trip out uh, as well as myself uh, out to Woburn uh, this week, uh, it looks like. so. Yeah, uh, hopefully we all get, all get Big good. Joe, man. I, I, yeah, we're hoping to get Joe back. You did a great job solo, but let's get, let's get yeah. Big
1: Joe back with you, too. You guys are a squad.
0: Yeah, we, we are. We are. Joe is absolutely. I, I need my uh, my right hand man there. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So again, just a reminder. We as we wrap up our uh, our broadcast this week, uh, only uh, 18 minutes beyond our <laughs> a, allotted goal. That was that was brilliant. Uh, well, a reminder that all of our. But we learned we learned that the coach loves Thundercats. Yeah, so man. You know what? You know that's why we extend this program for you to give you all the <laughs> important information. Uh, we do want to remind you all the podcasts with Coach Q uh, can be found online at belmontmedia.org Media.org slash pod. Podcasts also on soundcloud.com it's a free app so there's no reason why you shouldn't have it uh search belmont media uh you can also listen at your convenience uh, by downloading as i said it's a free app it's available on itunes and google play stores and uh this one will also be airing on uh, the belmont media center channel since we were uh, doing a simulcast with video uh as I hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully the video comes out. Uh, <laughs> links to our weekly interviews with Coach Q. They're posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Again, just remind you, can become a Facebook fan by searching Timeout for Sports Talk. Our Twitter handle is at i I'll throw my name up one last time. There's the Twitter handle. Uh, and again, you can follow Coach Q. Uh, there's his uh, Twitter handle again, at Q underscore coach. And of course, BHS football is at Marauder F-Ball. So until next week for Coach Q, I am Todd Baloniars. And uh, we want to uh, wish you a – oops. There we go.
1: (laughs) A A happy weekend.
0: Yes, yeah, happy weekend for Coach Q. I'm Tom Blodiers. Go Marauders. And we want to thank you for checking out the latest TOST podcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network.